You are listening to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast, Episode 5. Today I will be talking to Jenna Seipert, who has recently earned her PMP. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast at SensiblePM.com, where you get an insider's edge on practical project management. Now, here is your host, Mark Phillippe. Hello. My name is Mark Phillippe, and I am the Sensible Project Manager. Welcome back to uh, the new episode of the Sensible Project Manager podcast, and I am very excited about this episode. Today I'm talking, as I mentioned, to Jenna Seipert, who has recently become certified as a PMP. Now, that when I say recently, I think it was in the last year, but I thought it would be important for us to have this discussion or have you listen in on this discussion because she talks a little bit about her experiences becoming a project manager and as well as learning what she needed to do to get her certification as a, a PMP. Before we do get into the interview with Jenna, I do want to make a comment about the quality of the recording when we recorded this, we were in a very noisy room. I didn't realize how noisy it was until after I listened to it afterwards. And uh, so I apologize for that. I've tried to clean it up as much as I can. And in the future, my goal is to not have this kind of a noisy uh, recording. So uh, again, I hope you enjoy the interview and I apologize for the, uh, the noise. And now, today's feature. Hi, I am here with a friend of mine at work, and I thought it would be important for us to, to have a discussion with her because she is a fairly new in her career as a project manager. And just last year, she earned her PMP. Uh, and I thought it would be very important for us to get together and uh, so that you can hear uh, what she has experienced as she became a project manager and especially as she prepared for her PMP. So Jenna Seipert, welcome to the show. Thank you. So first of all, uh, I'm a little bit nervous about this because I'm afraid that Jenna will will say something about me or tell you something <laughs> about me that uh, you probably don't need to know. In fact, I was thinking about it. She caught me doing something yesterday that she probably doesn't even remember, but uh, I, I just so I, I can tell you the story. So I, I was just getting ready to go to a meeting or something, and in my own fashion, I, I didn't want to sit through a meeting without having something on my stomach, so I opened up my drawer that I have as my pantry, and I grabbed a cookie. And, of course, Mark doesn't know how to just grab a cookie and, and eat it nicely. I crammed the whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and, and so when I, uh, right after I did that, I, I came across, I came across you, Jenna. And then, uh, Jenna, do you remember what you said to oh, me? Oh yeah, I took the opportunity. I'm like, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you eating? <laughs> and so uh, she caught me red-handed. I had that thing crammed in my mouth. I, I think I mumbled something back to her, but that was about it. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to take first a few minutes to get to know Jenna. And so could you tell, give us a little bit of a rundown about what Jenna's about and uh, get a little bit of your history? Yeah. Um, 
And you're talking more specifically about like my education. Yeah. Like, kind yeah. of. Tell us a little bit about. Me... Sure. Tell okay. us a little bit about where you went to school. Well, you you don't have to divulge that, but mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. what your degree in and what kind of led you up to up to being a project manager? Yeah, I graduated about five years ago from Northwest Nazarene University in Southern Idaho by Boise, and. My degree was in business administration and had minor in management. At the time, I thought that I wanted to go into healthcare administration, so I was looking at getting my MBA um, either down there or at Gonzaga. Then I kind of decided to get a little bit of experience in the field, so I went with a temp agency, like a temporary agency in Spokane after graduating, just to get some exposure to a lot of variety which um, that definitely happened. I had several jobs, you know, you'd have one job for one day filling in for someone or you'd even get placed, actually got placed um, at a hospital for about four or five months. And it gave me the opportunity to see that it really wasn't what I thought it, it was. It wasn't what I wanted. What was that job? Um, I was just, I was kind of at the front desk. I was doing just administrative things. Um, so in the, in the human resources office okay. of the hospital. So it was a really great opportunity for me to see a lot of variety in the, in the healthcare industry, in the field from the business side. So, so that kind of helped narrow it down a little bit more of something that I, another thing that I knew I didn't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, getting your degree in business administration, it's so broad, it's hard to know where to go. So um, then I basically, through one of my opportunities, uh, through a temporary agency, got hired on into an, a human resources department in a different company. And, you know, just kind of realized through about almost a year that, you know, I just, this isn't for me. I don't enjoy this. Um, it didn't fit my personality style. You know too much about everybody. <laughs> and, and you always hear the negative things. You know, people usually go to HR. It's oh. not because they're happy. <laughs> yes, I try so, to stay away from HR myself. Exactly, yeah. So I, I just didn't really, didn't fit well with my personality, and I wasn't enjoying that. That wasn't the direction I wanted to go. So during that time, I had been... Um, putting the word out there that I was looking for something different and I was open to opportunities. And actually, my uh, Sunday school teacher has a friend that he trained with for the Ironman and happened to say to his friend, oh, hey, you know, I know somebody that could maybe help you out. This, this guy is just, you know, his friend was just dying. He's got this new business and it's just so much business he couldn't handle it. And so um, it was a startup company and... Basically, at that point, he contacted me, and we met for the first time, interviewed, very last minute. I was not prepared. <laughs> it was Jean's casual day at work, you know. And <laughs> well, you interviewed in Jean's? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, because um, I was basically, I was leaving for to visit some family Wednesday morning, and this was a Tuesday when I talked to him, and he goes, well, I can meet tonight, and I'm like, or tomorrow morning, I'm like, well, I'm leaving really early, so let's. Um, we can just do it when I get back in, you know, a week or, or so. And, oh, no, no, I, I, need, I really need to do this right away. So, um, so anyway, so I met with him that, that night. I'm like, well, I'm in casual. I'm very casual. So anyway, we met, and basically right away he offered me to, offered for me to become a project manager through this company. 
Oh, so you had never been a project manager. You had, mm-hmm. had you known about what project manager no, was about? Didn't even know. <clears throat> and he was going to hire you as a project manager. Well, project admin. So, oh, okay. but with the idea that it's down the road, you know, going down the road of project manager. Basically. Okay. So your first job really was a, a project, project admin. Yeah. Which, which is kind of was, more like a project the, coordinator. Okay. So you're a, a project coordinator with the idea that you would, <clears throat> as you learned, you would become a project manager. Right. Right. So, um, that's kind of the direction that he, once he, once he kind of described it to me and I did a little bit of research on my own, I realized that, wow, this fits really well with my personality. Like my family jokes and says, (laughs) yeah, Jenna's done this her whole life. So now she finally has a job and she gets paid for it. (laughs) And and when you say has done this all your life what type of things well it depends on who you ask but my sister would say that i have this gift of bossiness <laughs> my my uh the you know my boss now he says no that's actually called leadership <laughs> oh, he puts a good twist on it. yeah exactly so um but i mean my friends and family all you know i'm the the organizer that kind of thing and so for me, it kind of fit well with my personality and what I do in my personal life anyway. So yeah. So you like to be able to get things in order mm-hmm. and have a plan for things, that type of thing. Yeah, and I would say more the people <clears throat> aspect probably is, is my approach of it, bringing people together and, as my sister says, getting people to do things that they don't want to do without them knowing it. <laughs> And they want to do it. Sure. Hit, hitting them over the head with a brick or a board and making them think that they like it, right? Yeah, quite more devious, quite a bit more devious and subtle, but yeah, something along those lines. So good. I think that you've described project management pretty well. Yeah. Well, excellent. Okay, so you got this job as a project coordinator. Mm-hmm. And so tell me a little bit about how long you worked that as really as a project coordinator and what those responsibilities were and then how that turned into the point where you actually got to become a, a full-fledged project manager. So I, I kind of have a funny story as part of that. So I, starting out as a project coordinator, uh, I was so overwhelmed and I, I just felt that I didn't know anything because I don't I don't come from a technology you know like a technology background at all, and so for me that was very hard to be in the technology industry. So you were in brand that, new. That industry was a technology industry. That yes. Brand new. Okay. Yes. Good. Completely brand new to it. So when I first came on, there was this really large project that I came into. There were a couple projects that I came into. It was a huge project, like a three million dollar project couple years span and basically converting code to you know updated standards working with teams in China and the US and then Costa Rica so coming in on this experience you know I had no idea that this was going to be such a huge project but basically was doing project management things like managing the budget I mean I said you know within a week my, my first week of Finding out, okay, what do, what do I need to be doing? This kind of thing. Finding out, oh, the forecasts are late. Okay, what forecasts? You know, <laughs> and then, then it's 
okay, okay, who's supposed to do this? Where's the information for it? And it was basically, well, here's all I have, like this really brief summary. Essentially, there's three million dollars. Spread it over the next the next two years. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? This is it was just freaking me out. You know, it's really stressful to me. You know, I grabbed that person and said, you're staying here until we get this done because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so actually being a project coordinator, I was I was more filling the role in some several aspects as a project manager with kind of guidance. So was there a project manager that you were working with at the time? Yes, but I would say more of an architect role than project manager. Kind okay. of project manager just by position within the team, Okay, if that it. makes sense. Yeah, so it was a senior architect right. that was really leading the team, but he wasn't really a project manager. Right. right. Okay. Right. <clears throat> and you were helping to coordinate the activity of the project. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Yeah, and, and not that they weren't overseeing things in general, but not to the level probably that um, that I'm aware with now is needed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That makes so, sense. Sure. Anyway, so it was, but it was a great opportunity for me to kind of network with other people and learn. It was kind of sink or swim. <laughs> <laughs> you always kind of learn faster, and it feels like you know, short amount of time actually feels a lot longer. <laughs> right. So it was a very good learning experience and I think kind of set the stage for um, learning some hard lessons early on, which I still learn a lot of lessons. I'm kind of tired of that sometimes. <laughs> so can you think of a lesson that you learned during the time that you were a project coordinator that uh, you've now since learned to work? It's actually helped you in your experience as a project manager today? Yeah, a couple things. Working with people across different languages, the language barrier. So culture differences, time differences, all of that come into play so much. So communication is so important. Like what you say really matters. What you email is important, the notes you take, and documenting things, you know, and finding that balance. And then also, I mean, because you have team, you know, in China working on something and you're talking with one person, and they're translating to a whole team of five people, maybe more. You better be saying things correctly and using as much visuals as you can, you know, to describe what what's needed and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I've I've done international work as well, and it is a challenge. It really is. Yeah, so that international work sometimes, especially if you're talking about working with different cultures, just understanding them, always fun. And especially if you, your first experience was right into that, that mm -hmm. realm. You're communicating with people all around the world, uh, different time zones, different, um, as you said, cultures. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so you worked as a coordinator for how long? I would say it was about a year, probably. Okay. And um, then what, what allowed you to step at, into, the basically get a promotion to become a project manager? Yeah, I... I was doing a couple projects along with this other huge project, and it I was basically running it on my own pretty much with, you know, basic oversight from kind of, a, you know, my, my boss at the time. And so 
kind of just started getting projects on my own. I started asking for more work and it just kind of evolved into that, transformed into this, oh, I'm suddenly managing my own projects. Hmm, how did this happen? (laughs) But I think that, you know, they were smaller. They were quite a bit smaller, obviously. Hopefully you wouldn't be given a huge project to manage on your own as you don't have much experience. But basically just evolved into smaller projects, that kind of thing. Um, Then I realized, you know, I I would really like to know more about what I'm doing and get better at what I'm doing. I feel like I have some experience now that I could, you know, maybe what's the next step, kind of. What what do I need to do to improve myself more? And, And I really like this project management field. It's interesting to me. I could see myself doing this for a long time. So I looked into it a little bit, and at first I was going to, because of my lack of experience I felt as a project manager, uh, or in that role, I was thinking, well, maybe I should get my the CAPM, which is less experience needed, and basically similar amount of information, just a smaller subset of the same information for the PMP. And the requirements to uh, qualify for in your CAPM is not as great as a PMP. Right. Uh, probably at this time you hadn't had enough time in on projects to be able to qualify for a PMP. Well, that right? that's what I thought. But then once I started talking to some experienced project managers, several experienced project managers, asking them about how to go about studying that kind of thing, they were saying, well, why don't you just get your PMP? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't have enough experience. I've only been in the field a year. You know, this that's not really enough experience. I think you need, I don't remember how many hours, but it's like equivalent of like three years, basically. So, But but those 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 times or that time does not require you to be a, a project manager. Right. You just have to be experienced on projects. Yes, projects defined as something that creates a unique service or product and has a start and a finish, basically. Exactly. So... At that time, I realized, oh, well, there's a lot of things that I've done in previous jobs and, you know, even when I was in school that could qualify as projects. Then. So basically, I got all that information together and the, the last year of work, that kind of thing. And so then I had, I had just enough experience in that for, to meet that, the requirements, basically. So. Oh, so you skipped your captain. I did, yeah, because it seemed like a waste of time if the real goal is to get your PMP. So why would I do, you know, study for two things and then in another, like, year and a half? So, exactly. Yeah. So tell us, take, take us through the path of what you did to prepare for your PMP. I took a class through the local Project Management Institute chapter, and they had a really good class that I'd heard several good things about. They have a buddy system where the class the class met every week over the phone, so it was very easy to call in from work or home, or I was even on vacation at one point and called in. It's all just over the phone, same time every week, and I think it's, it, it's a, it came out to be about three months, basically. So starting in October and then ended in January, and I, and I did take my test in January. The things that helped me throughout that time was they used the Rita Mulcahy book, 
Um, That's a great book. Rita Rita's been around project management for quite a while, and yeah. she's put together some pretty good information. Yes. You know, I'd heard people say, read through the PMBOK three times, and, you know, if you've ever looked at the PMBOK, you're like, right. <laughs> this is interesting information. I am definitely going to want to read this in my spare time. Or to get yourself to go to sleep <laughs> at night, right? Right. Oh, my word. So, um, textbooks are more interesting, a lot more interesting than the PMBOK. <laughs> so, I... I was like, no way, there's no way. Read through the PMBOK three times, and I had heard read through, you know, Rita three times also, and I was just like, there's got to be a better way. Good. Okay, so it, take us, tell us a little bit more detail about the class that you took. So you said that there yeah. was a, it was a buddy system, and you, so how did that really work? We had material we go through a chapter each week in the PMBOK, and it correlated to the Rita Mulcahy book. And so we do that, and then we had a quiz that we would do on our own, and it was about 20 questions. Do a quiz on our own, and then do um, cover it with our, our buddy, our study buddy. Okay. And, and then kind of hash things out and you know, talk about it, and then come to the session, you know, the weekly class, and talk about it. It was really good because... I learn well by really getting into things and discussing things and having, if it comes down to it, not arguments, but like healthy discussions. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so it was really, it was really fun from that aspect. I enjoyed the, the community and the group atmosphere. You make some friends and it's, it's really, it was really a fun way to be learning alongside other people with all sorts of different experiences. I felt very inexperienced compared to the rest of the people in my class. You know, like the first class, everybody's going, I've been been in project management for 15 years and 10 years and 20 years. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, Two? <clears throat> for the PMP, sometimes that's a disadvantage yeah. for those people that are have been a project manager for a long mm -hmm. time because to get your PMP, you want to be able to answer the questions on the test based on what PMBOK says, right. not necessarily uh, aligns with what reality says. Right. So sometimes as you are working a project, you can get yourself into either some bad habits mm -hmm. or, and or you're doing things in a way that is kind of aligns with, with uh, the PMI methodologies, mm -hmm. but doesn't necessarily go directly with the way that the answer should be on the PMP. And so I think that there's, I guess, some advantages and disadvantages based on the experience you've had as a project manager. So what was some of the things that you learned? Okay, so you, you had this class. By the way, I, I think that our chapter does a really good job of putting that class together. Thank I've you. actually instructed in one of those several years ago. Mm -hmm. I think they've improved the program since then. And I believe that many chapters throughout the world do a similar similar thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is a great way of, of learning. Mm -hmm. so, so you took that class. Was there any other specific study hints or any things that you did on your own to help you prepare as well? Yeah. Um, so I'll say that I, I took the class. At the end of the class, you take the test. So, started the class in October, scheduled my test for mid to late Jan. I think it was late January. And 
I took it and didn't pass. I was close, but I didn't pass. I was so devastated. <laughs> um, I mean, I had even planned, you know, my grandparents were going to come to visit in January, and I even put it put that off until after the test. So what I ended up doing was I said, okay, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> it just means I need to do something different. This class is set up great, but there's something that I'm missing for myself. It seems. So I took a little break. I took about two weeks to kind of, you know, not get burnt out because I knew that I would need to push through and, and take it again and just study really hard. So waited a couple weeks, took a breather. Then what I kind of did differently was I got Andy Crow's book. I borrowed it from someone. And the Andy Crow book is quite a bit more kind of a high level. I Do you feel. remember the name of that book? I've never heard of I think it's just, you know, PM, I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. Will you do me a favor? Look that up. Give me the name of it, mm -hmm. and I'll put that in with the show notes okay. so that so that people can know. As as well as the if you have the specific name of the Rita McCauley book, she sure. has several books. Sure. That would be great. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Those will be after, because they are changing the test like July 31st, so they will be obsolete after that, but... Yeah, they they but change still, the test regularly. Yeah. So the Andy Crow book was was very helpful to be able to kind of step back at a high level and see how everything fits together. Whereas Rita's was really helpful in digging into the weeds and really understanding the mechanics of how things work, the details. So I felt for myself the combination of the two helped a lot. So that in addition to a website that I found that has, it's like a 60-day subscription or something that you could do. Um, it was a test bank of questions, and you could do anything you wanted. So you could say, I want to take 10 question quiz. I want to take a four-hour quiz. Uh, you know, you can do any combination you need. I would go on my lunch break and, you know, take 30 minutes just to do something. It would pinpoint your weakness areas. And so, then I just did a lot of practice, a lot of practice, and throughout that time, my study buddy and the, the local chapter was so supportive. My study buddy, you know, even met with me at a minimum just to keep me encouraged <laughs> and help me push through. But um, it was it was really it was really instrumental to have my classmates encouraging me and pushing me on. And I didn't feel, you know, I was so worried that that first time when I came, you know, there's all this pressure because everybody to that point had passed. <laughs> and still, I was the only one in my class that didn't pass. And I'm thinking, ah, you know, <laughs> the end of the world. And, and they were really nice and encouraging. And we're so, we're too hard on ourselves. Anyway, so this year, it's it's funny because this year I, I was able to kind of pass it on. And I didn't, I instructed the class this year as well. That's right. And, just just last month, wasn't it? You um, told me? Yeah, a month or two ago. Okay, a couple months ago. And okay. I really, I really had fun with it. And I was open with them and said, you know, I took it the first time and didn't pass. Here's what I did different. Or I, I basically said, here's here's what I did different. If you don't pass, come talk to me. <laughs> I'll encourage you. <laughs> At least, like, at a minimum, I'll encourage you. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so I did take it again in April, April 10th, I remember, <laughs> and, um, and passed with flying colors. So it was very nice to be able to just complete that and it was it was a, it ended up being more work in the end because of not you know taking it twice but i feel that i just got more practice good <laughs> got better at taking tests i'm not a natural test taker so 
that part sitting for four hours just the sheer fact of sitting for four hours having nothing to eat or drink unless you stop and take a break and come back you know which the your clock is ticking so that for me i I like to stay hydrated so (laughs) well congratulations on passing your pmp thank you so now just as a hint always keep your pdus going oh yeah don't let those things get away because you don't want to take that test again (laughs) yes for sure Okay, so let's take a let, let's step you uh, t- step us through what you're doing today. So you, I know you that you have a uh, unique role in our organization, and uh, so share with us what what type of projects you're working on now and and what you're doing. So right right now, I'm actually in the last three or four months, my role has changed from my unofficial title, I should say, has changed from. Manage being a project manager to being a product owner, which if you're not familiar with Scrum, is is basically like a business analyst. Uh, so, of. so you are you're now doing agile development. Yes. And you are not the Scrum master, but you are the product owner. Right. <clears throat> but you also get to kind of help lead the team. So, but this is your first time into the agile methodology. It's the first time being able to actually be a part of a scrum environment. When I first came into project management, the company that I work with is very much into agile, but scrum wasn't really a part of our team at that time. I don't think that scrum was as big as big as it is now. We were we were doing things agile as much as possible, but at the same time we have contract through, it's very much waterfall. So, I mean, you do as much as you can, but it always seems like it's some sort of a mix. Right. So the reality. rest of the organization really is totally waterfall. Right. And this is really our first endeavor into um, agile. Learning. Yeah. So this is, you're going through some interesting experiences. Uh-huh. There's, there's been other attempts, but they were much smaller and just short projects. So I don't feel like they really counted. This time, it's very much from the top of the organization where I'm contracted at. They're actually, it's very much supported to go with Scrum, and they're kind of doing a pilot. I kind of call it a pilot, where um, let's let's see how this works. Let's you know start small and then kind of get bigger and first try it out. So we started this in like early February. So it's been going a couple months now, and. So my role within that is essentially like all these applications. So there's 200 plus applications the the IT department supports. There's more than that, but in-house applications is particularly what this team is working on. So this team of a couple developers, a QA, myself as a product owner, Scrum Master, and we work together to take something from start to finish. So essentially something comes in, you know, that, that's an in-house application. So we have a lot of old things. We have the Windows 7 project that there's constantly something that isn't working with Windows 7. Old VB6 applications from 20 years ago. You know, so, well, do we replace it? Well, you know, do we buy something off the shelf? And so part of that analysis, that initial analysis of what do we do, this department needs a new tool or they need things upgraded. So it's essentially what's the business case behind it? Is it worth it to buy something new? Do we make it? 
all of those kinds of questions, and then kind of working through prioritizing the the backlog, so the the work that the team gets, so that by the team by the time the team gets it, it's it's ready to start working on. You vetted things out with the the requirements, the people who are you know the stakeholders, and so there's a lot of a lot of a cycle of of kind of back and forth planning. And then, okay, we're ready to go. And then, you know, you might have a requirement and go to the team and the team has some questions. And then you go back to the stakeholders and talk about it. And then they want to redo their entire process. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of a sudden, you know, it's not ready <laughs> to work on. So just a lot of questions, a lot of probing questions, asking, you know, trying to really get at the meat of what people need to do their job to run a business, that kind of thing. So great, yeah. We, I will probably, in the not-too-distant future, do a uh, an episode about Scrum and Agile. I have some experience in Agile. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a definitely a different portion that, or a different uh, way of doing project management, and uh, especially for those that are doing development of software and systems, it's uh, very effective, especially if you have the ability to be Agile. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad you're experiencing that. So you, it, it's it's a fun path. And Mark Mark has helped me a, a couple times. Of, ah, I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, the team is the team isn't working, you know, isn't getting half their stuff done, or uh, they estimated, you know, everything way less than I thought. So I'm scrambling to, to get things ready. You know, it's like there's plenty of work, but it takes a lot of grooming. To get it to a state that is ready for developers to work on it, and you want to make sure that it's yeah, and you want and, and it's also spot. a very it's a new team that's that's still storming and Norman right they're mm-hmm. starting still learning and, and gelling together and, mm-hmm. and so that's a that's a, a fun thing to do I've, yeah. I've been down that path a couple of times and it's, it's a great experience yeah <laughs> so let's uh, talk a little bit more. Kind of, I want to get some uh, some of your thoughts about what you like the most about project management. I would say number one, I I enjoy people, and so for me, any time that I'm able to somehow see that I'm helping meet needs of people, I really enjoy that. So through being a typically software applications project manager. You're able. To, I'm able to see people's needs and and follow through the whole process from start to finish. Of here's something you know these people need. Let's create this. Let's help them figure out what they really do need, and then and then deliver and and help basically increase efficiency and make their lives better and help. It, it in the end helps the economy basically because businesses are becoming more efficient. Through technology, improved technology, I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> so I thought your answer was going to be, I like just like to boss people around. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not it. <laughs> and I have asked my family, "Do you guys think I'm? Do you guys really think I'm bossy?" And they're like, "No, actually, you're not. We just like to tease you about that because <laughs> you just have this diplomatic way of, <laughs> you know, seeing what needs to happen and directing us all in that direction of, okay, so we're here. Let's let's move ourselves to, you know." <laughs> well, it sounds like one of the things you like the most about Project Management, not to put anything mouth, uh, words in your mouth, but it sounds like the fact that you get to work with people and just the interaction with people yes. 
is one of your favorite yeah. bases. Yeah, it, it really is. I um, yeah, I enjoy the people aspect quite a bit. I also enjoy the variety of project management. You know, if you're on a project and you just hate the project, which you get those, or you're like, oh, these users are difficult, these stakeholders are impossible, they can't agree on anything, I have this amount of time and this budget, and we're burning through it, and we're not getting anywhere. The good thing about project management is eventually, you know, you will move on. <laughs> not not quite sure how that's going to roll out for you, but <laughs> the project will end in some way at some point, and you'll get to change. It's it's not forever. It's So there's a lot of variety, which I enjoy, and challenge, and things are changing, actually. I enjoy that quite a bit. That's one of the things that I like the most about project management is, for me personally, I can get bored on a specific job after oh, yeah. a certain amount of time. Oh, yeah. Especially the thing I like is I like learning new things. Mm -hmm. and, and on projects, you get that every time you start a new project. Mm -hmm. But if I were to do the same job over and over again, I would just go nuts. Right. And, I, you know, that's, that's funny because, I mean, I... Many times I'll be with a friend and, and I'll just, I'll see somebody doing something for work and I'm just like, oh my goodness, that would kill me. I would, uh, I feel so sorry for that person. Da, da, da. And my friend goes, you know, there's some people that like that. <laughs> like, oh, I don't wow. know why. <laughs> oh, that's just hard for me to understand. <laughs> but it's true. It takes all of us to, you know. Exactly. Take all of us. Well, so. good. That's a good insight, I think, in uh, the type of person that once that should be doing project management. So what do you find the most difficult in project management? I would say I, I've never been afraid to ask questions, but I've also learned in lieu of that how important it is to know when to ask the questions and who to ask. So I think that's one of the hardest things um, to learn because a lot of that, a lot of times that just kind of comes with the, with, you know, experience. And then also when you're in, when you're in a business like we are, where you're at placed at a customer, basically, you know, could be long-term, could be six months, could be five years. It's very much the culture around and, and you're trying to figure out, you know, the dynamics of the culture. So even though you're, you're not exactly, an employee. So, so many times you're dealing with these cultural things, you're leading a team of developers or a team of people for a project that might be from five different companies, you know, including employees of the organization you're at, other consulting companies. And when you think about the, it's kind of fascinating to think about bringing all of them together when you really have no formal leadership role as far as within the organization. So you feel like there's kind of no power. So I think that's, that's a really unique, difficult aspect. I enjoy that, but it, it is really difficult, I think. You know, that's a, that's a really interesting challenge. Uh, when I first started in project management, I worked for a company directly and uh, actually for several companies. And the organization was very clear and in your role and my role today, we are actually in um, contra or contractors mm -hmm. and for the company. And that is becoming more and more the norm as companies are trying to 
I guess, outsource some of their work. And, and, and that brings a different dynamic in how we interact with leadership and the team. Uh, we, I believe in our situation, for the most part, we really are working pretty much directly right for the company. However, like there are some things that happen that, that you still want to be careful about mm -hmm. because we're contractors. Mm -hmm. So that is an interesting and, and kind of a difficult thing. Mm -hmm. Any other difficult things that you, that you find with project management? The, the failure aspect, I think. So, you know, we talk about successful projects. Those are the kinds of things you want on your resume, right? Is the, I ran this successful, you know, project with this and, and those are the kinds of things. But there's also a part of that, the, the projects that don't go as well. And I had one of those recently and I, and I felt terrible and I was beating myself up about it. And, you know, especially being at being a contractor somewhere, you feel that, well, I'm supposed to be an expert in this. I'm supposed to somehow magically always churn out successful projects no matter what, even though the dynamics are all different. Like, well, what if you have a terrible team? Like, <laughs> you know, like not, not putting fingers, but that, but I mean, that's, you know, for people and, and the success of the project depends on the team, not just the project manager, which I feel that it's always felt like it's solely the project manager's responsibility to make sure it's successful. And I, I think that that part of the failure aspect of having a project not go well or the residual part of a project, <laughs> you thought it went okay, but it was one of those like, oh, I just cringe at that project and, and then it's done. You're like, okay, it's done. And then the residual aftershock of <laughs> hearing things and finding out more things that you didn't do well, that you thought you were tr maybe trying to do well. I, I don't know. Does yes. that answer the question? Yeah, I, I agree that, that that sometimes can be a difficult part of being doing project management. Not every project goes well, as you expect. In mm -hmm. fact, I don't think I've been on very many projects where the project went exactly as I planned. Oh, right. And yeah. And that's the nature of project management. Mm -hmm. And frankly, sometimes projects either fail out, out and out or they don't quite turn out as ex as you expect. And so mm -hmm. that is kind of a challenge. But uh, I, I actually wrote a blog, actually did a, uh, uh, sent out a bunch of questions. Uh, I asked the question, well, what, what did you learn? What, what are the best lessons you've learned? from failed projects, and I got some great answers, and I yeah. actually published a blog post on that. From failed projects, you can get a lot of uh, lessons. Yes, so. yeah. Okay, a couple more questions, then we'll wind this up. Now that you have gotten your dream job that you never thought you would have when, when you were at school, and most project managers become project managers by just falling into the job. That's that's just the reality. There are degrees now that some places where you actually study to become a project manager, but I would guess that most project managers out there are ones that fell into the job just like you did. Now that you've become a project manager, you're a certified project manager, is that something you're going to do for the rest of your life? Do you have, what do you see you, yourself doing in five, ten years from now? Yeah. I enjoy project management a lot. I see myself being in it for quite a while. I don't know 
I think someday I've, I've always kind of had a, a passion to teach, like at the college level. So I think someday I would enjoy teaching in a business school. But I mean, that's, I think of my professors and the best professors that I had were typically the ones that had a lot of experience. And they were there because they wanted to be and they loved teaching. And so that's something that I've kind of thought about for a long time and said, you know, maybe someday. I don't I don't know. You know, you change, though. So it's it's hard to know. But kind of teaching that project management class a couple months ago, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I had a lot of great feedback. And I was surprised. I was shocked. <laughs> so, <laughs> you had some good feedback? I was because I was like, I'm so, you know, I've always kind of, I don't want to say downplayed, downplayed myself to myself, but we do that, right? We're You're taught right. to be humble and we're taught to be honest and that kind of thing. And so I always felt like, oh, I don't have much experience. I'm not going to be able to bring much to the table, kind of. And so through that, I was kind of learning, you know, that that's not necessarily experience isn't the only thing. It's not the only factor in being a great teacher, you know? Mm-hmm. So Anyway, I, I would enjoy that someday, I think. But I, I really do see myself being in project management for a good while. You know, I'd like to have a family. I'd like to, you know, that kind of thing. And But who knows? Great. So I think that project management, for me, it, it is a, it, it's so versatile that you can be a project manager for the rest of your career. Right. It can jumpstart you into a, a leadership role mm-hmm. or management executive role or you use that experience for as you're suggesting you can even use it as a a teacher because I find myself as I go through my projects lots of my time is again working with people and coaching people and isn't that really what teaching is about you're Mm -hmm. coaching people as they learn you're coaching your team members you're coaching executives above you Mm -hmm. you're coaching your peers I mean you're it's like Communication is huge in project management. Yeah. Well, great. Um, All right, so let's let's start to wind this down. I do have one final question for you. Uh, Since you are fairly new into project management, you've gone through fairly recently the experience of becoming a PMP. Do you have any special advice that you would have to somebody that is either thinking about getting into project management? and or has just began that path to start as a project manager? I think it kind of, for me, comes around to the failure aspect again. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to not get something right the first time. My mom always kind of taught me something like she said, when you're trying to make decisions or when you're thinking you're like at the lowest point in your life, what will you be happy you did in five years? What will you be happy you did in 10 years? And, you know, I asked myself that question when I, the first time when I failed. I was sitting in my, in my car, bawling my eyes out, looking at these bold black letters, all caps, fail. Like, on the, on the or fail, fail, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's notarized. I'm like, really? <laughs> and, and, you know, like I had, was, these things were going through my head of, this feels like such a big deal today. And this can apply to a project, too, when you're like, oh, this project is going terrible. And I just came out of a steering committee meeting, and it was like they thrashed me, you know, and went through the ringer. And, and it's, okay, 
what can I learn from this? It's always an opportunity to learn and grow because it's, it's in those painful experiences that we grow the most and we learn the most. So to not be so afraid of them and this perfection thing is something that I am really, that I always struggle with. We want everything to be perfect, like I do. I want my project to go perfect. Don't be afraid for it to fail as long as you're, you're taking it as a positive experience. And like, okay, that's another way that I shouldn't do this. It's just another way that didn't work. <laughs> Change that, learn from it, write it down in your lessons learned. Always keep your lessons learned throughout your whole project. And then, you know, you remember that and hopefully don't repeat it again. Great advice. Great advice. Thank you for, uh, for spending time with me. And uh, hopefully the, the listeners will, will gain something from it. And anyway, I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jenna. She is just a, a bubbly personality, and uh, I just love working with her. Hopefully you gained a lot of information from her experiences becoming a project manager and getting her certification. Uh, hopefully you can take those things and those experiences and apply those to your career. There's a lot of good lessons in there. So just as a kind of a last few things, I just wanted to remind everybody that you can contact me. I've got a new thing on the website that allows you to leave your voicemail. If you just select that leave a voicemail button on the right-hand side of the website, you can then record an actual question or comment to me if you don't want to leave it written. That only goes to me if you don't mind. I will actually, from time to time, if I have a question specifically, I will likely use that question in future episodes, and I'll actually use your recording, the recording of your voice, and share that as a question that I might answer on the podcast. And so if you don't mind, I'd love to hear you from that one that way. If you would rather just leave a comment, please do so. I also want to invite you to join the new community that I've started on Google+. This is a project management community in which we talk about project management. But the unique thing there is that Google+, has this thing called Hangouts. And you might might not have heard that, but the Hangout is really a video conversation where we can get up to 10 people in the hangout. And what we do is every week we meet and we talk about project management concepts. The more we people we get involved in this community, the more we can have great conversations and share ideas about project management to help us all become better project managers. We will have conversations. I have some great things coming up in the future where I'm teaming up with another organization. And as I get more information about that, I will share that with you. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community. Uh, Go to Google+, look for Sensible Project Manager Hangout Community, uh, or you can go to my website at sensiblepm.com or look for the picture of Sensible Project Manager Hangout Community, and that will take you right to Google+, where you can join. One other thing is if you want to just contact me directly, you can send an email to podcast at sensiblepm.com. If Twitter is your thing, you can contact me at at sensiblepm. So I hope you have a great time. Again, I'm I'm glad I was able to uh, share this conversation with Jenna, and hopefully you can apply that to your career. 
Until next week, talk to you later. You've been listening to the Sensible Project Manager, Mark Phillippe, on the Sensible Project Manager podcast. To learn more about practical project management, visit us at sensiblepm.com.